Hello and welcome to The Journey, your radio show, hosted by Neville D'Angelo, author of A Soundbite Life and Flight of the Fused Monkeys, a PRG Emerging Technologies Forum keynote speaker and founder of Rio Sports. I am Joseph Ellison. Enjoy! I am Neville. My guest is Joey Harper. This is a young man who knew what he wanted. He reached his first million dollar mark by age 22. I'm fascinated by his story, and I believe you will be too. Joey, it's good to be with you again. Well, it's good to have met you uh, a year back, Neville. So my story pretty much is very simple. Uh, Back in the day, about a decade or so ago, I was an asshole. I was always always concerned about money. I put people second, and uh, I was moving at a very fast pace, and I did anything it took to get to the top, and unfortunately... I had zero humility, and I went through a situation where I found it, and I found it by a horrible accident and several years of going through recovery as far as learning to walk and talk and all that, and I eventually found my place uh, as far as being humble. And So what, what's, when you say you find your place as far as being humble, describe what this new space is like to you. Well, growing up, I was raised very well by a very loving mother and father. Um, my mother was always a very determined in business and to get to the top, and that's where I learned as far as how to get what you want in business and and my strong work ethic, and my father was the one that stayed home and raised us. Mm-hmm. So I had his good nature, good disposition, uh, but once I moved out and went through the steps to become an entrepreneur and got my own business. I made a lot of money at a very young age. I believe at 21, 22, I already hit the million dollar mark and had numerous successes after that until about the age of 30. Mm -hmm. And during that course of time, I was always a great kid, great teenager, uh, great young adult, um, always thought about others. But over that course of time, I kind of lost my way and money and control became my number one priority. So by the time I was age 30, I really cared nothing more about power and money. And that was my main objective to get as much of as I could. Now, what attracted, I mean, we all want power and money. So um, uh, why was that a bad thing for you? Why do you think that's a bad thing? It wasn't a bad thing, but the thrill of the kill, so to speak. I mean, closing a deal and actually making the money. It's not actually spending the money that was a big deal for me. It was mm-hmm. making it. Mm-hmm. And making it in an honest way uh, was a great thing. Mm-hmm. And I've always made, money, made the money in an honest way, but towards the end, I didn't care about who I sacrificed. Although I didn't lie about anything and I didn't do shady business deals, but I did step over some people to make things happen. Mm-hmm. So, and that was a thrill for me. And the reason being is, over time, it just became more about the money and the power and what it became a game to me, like mm-hmm. who I could destroy in the process to get where I needed to be. So what, what was that satisfying in you when you destroyed somebody, you get your way, you get to do what you want to do? What, what was that satisfying on the inside or was it satisfying anything at all? Well, it really wasn't because I later discovered that all along I just had a giant emptiness about me. Mm-hmm. I had a whole, I was never really truly happy. I was married to a wonderful woman for 10 years. I married her young. She was the first woman I ever slept with mm-hmm. at 21 years of age. And we got married shortly after and we're together for 10 years. And during that time, mm-hmm. I developed my career as an entrepreneur and so mm-hmm. forth and mm-hmm. had several successes. And she was always a great wife to provide the cooking, do all that, take mm-hmm. care of the homestead. But I just wasn't into it. 
So, like I said, money and control became my number one priority. And I left a great marriage after 10 years because I was just empty inside. I had nothing to give personally. Mm -hmm. And that was the reason. I just tried to fill this emptiness. And eventually that change in me came by trying to get as much money as I could and by... Well, as I know, and as you hinted to the audience, um, you you had you had uh, a catastrophe in your life, if I should put it that way. You want us to tell us what happened, or well, part of my lifestyle. Um, by the time I like I said, like by the time I was thirty, I was living in a huge home, um, racing motorcycles, just. All the great big grown-up toys. And this Mercedes, is in California, the, right? Or was yeah, it in California itself? Or? In, and actually in California. In San Diego, La Jolla, California. Right. Had the two Mercedes, the two Ducatis, racing mm-hmm. motorcycles on the weekends. Just any rush I could mm-hmm. could get. And so by the time I was 31, um, jetting off to Vegas, things like that. I mean, it was just... A, I mean, I was spending more money than I was making at that point. Mm-hmm. And... My business partner at the time owned a jet helicopter. Mm-hmm. So we used to fly one or two times a week up to Carolina Island or other destinations just to go shop and have lunch, things like that. Mm-hmm. On this particular day, uh, it was on October 19th of 2005, we had a trip planned for my fiance at the time and I and my best friend to go up to Carolina Island for lunch mm-hmm. and do some shopping. And my fiance had to cancel, she had to work. And my best friend decided that he was gonna run one of our businesses and, and hang back. Mm-hmm. So my friend, the pilot, Randy, just said, "Let's just you and I go." So we chose to uh, go up, and unfortunately, we hit power lines and we crashed. Mm. Mm. We'll be right back for more of this story. Along the journey, we stop at intriguing places and meet fascinating people with novel solutions to some of life's tricky questions. And we play a few games and track the remarkable characters of three classic books, A Soundbite Life, Flight of the Fused Monkeys, and Illicet, A Time to Begin Again, all of which can be found on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm back with Joey Harper. Joey, you were telling us about the crash. Yes, so as I said, we hit power lines. We crashed over 600 feet down to the beach. Thankfully, the Coast Guard was just off the coast a couple miles away, and they saw the entire accident occurring. So they were able to get to to us at a relatively short amount of time. When they came to us, uh, the wreckage had somehow got thrown out of the wreckage, and it rolled over on top of me. And they found me pinned under the helicopter. And when they escorted me out, I had no heartbeat. And I was actually pronounced dead at the scene. I got my heart uh, going again. Then they life flighted me to UCLA Harbor Town. Uh, once I arrived there, I had undergone numerous surgeries to, re- to repair my internal injuries. And I then slipped into a coma for about a month. After I woke up from the coma about a month later, I didn't recognize anybody. I couldn't speak. I couldn't even move. Um, I was still on the breathing machines. And then within a few months of that, um, I was able to finally get up. I was finally able to eat by myself and so forth. I did somewhat recognize some people, and then my rehabilitation began. And I had a, a solid year of rehab, learning to walk and talk and all the normal activities you one would uh, do in everyday life. When I was released from the hospital, I was brought home to my parents' house to watch over me because I couldn't live on my own any longer. So 
I sent my parents home for about a month and over that course of time, I, they were taking me back and forth to rehab. And I, like I said, I went through about a year of uh, rehab. And during that time, I had lost my home, my cars, because no one had been paying the bills. So everything had gone into foreclosure and was repossessed. So over the course of that one year while doing the rehab, I was slowly losing everything. So at the end of that year, although I could walk and talk again, not perfectly, but I could at least do those things, I had nothing to go back to. I had no income. No, I mean, I'd lost my business because no one was running it. I lost everything. So that's where the real challenge came to get all that back. Uh, Joey, during the time of your tragedy, wasn't there anybody that could step in and fill in the gap for you? Actually, not until it was too late. For the first few months of my accident, they were more concerned about me living and getting back to being me as far as starting rehab and so forth. Um, unfortunately, I'd been estranged from my family, so there was no one that could step in and take guardianship over me. And my fiance at the time didn't have access to any of my bank accounts, nothing. So there was actually no one there except for an attorney that was hired on from the case. And he did step in eventually and a guardian was appointed, but the money wasn't there to take care of the bills um, at that time. So unfortunately, um, the, everyone, everything was foreclosed on. Um, but they did set me up in a temporary apartment and so forth, and I lost my driver's license because I was considered incompetent after the coma, so I couldn't drive, so I had to rely on public transportation and people to get me around uh, to various places to shop and, and so forth. With all this that had been going on, I had gone from having everything to basically having nothing overnight. So, I mean, relying on people to drive me around as a 31-year-old adult and having to ask to go places, I mean, that was a very, very humbling experience just to know that <clears throat> I had my own home, I had everything that anybody could possibly want. And like I said, overnight just to lose everything. <clears throat> Excuse me. So... Humility, I was actually starting to find it. So here I was with everything in the world. The next day, basically nothing. Couldn't walk, couldn't talk. I mean, I was just banged up left and right. And this is the, this was the start of finding my humility. So, so, Joey, this was a humbling experience. You were humbled. But how does that transition into you being humble? Well, that experience was very humbling at the time. But I did not become humble for years down the road. And the reason being, it took me a long time to get everything back. And do I have everything yet? No, not what I had. But I have something more important. I have my humility. And that's because I don't care about those materialistic things as much as I used to care about them. So that transition happened over the course of, of, of years. We're talking almost a decade. And... I now remember all the instances that have gone down in the past 10 years, and the accident was the catalyst to a lot of events that occurred down the road, a lot of failed relationships because I just wasn't right at the time to actually get engaged in a relationship of any sort, whether they be friendships, girlfriends, etc. So all those things that occurred to me were definitely humbling experiences because I was a completely different person. I talked differently, I walked differently, I acted differently. And a lot of that was due to my injuries, but most of it was just due to my what had happened to me uh, mentally. So it definitely changed who I was and the way I looked at things. 
and the way I looked at things was much different over the, the course of that decade. So what's, what's the difference? What was the difference? What how do you differently? I looked at things more inquisitively at first because I was relearning everything. I mean, just basic behaviors in everyday life again. So I was trained differently than I would that I had been trained previously growing up. The second thing was I had a lot more compassion, a lot more compassion for people, everything. So the way I acted was based a lot more on compassion and being judgmental that ceased to exist. I was a very judgmental person beforehand and being judgmental today and the past decade have not been. You are on the journey and it's time for our question of the week. Our question of the week is what steps have you laid down to reach your winning goal? Our question of the week is this. What steps have you laid down to reach your winning goal? So here, Joy, you were. That inquisitiveness allowed you to see the world in a new way. Yes. But tell us about that. Okay. How many times has one wished for a clean slate to start over? That's what I got, right? That's what I thought at first. But during the first few years, up until even today, learning those new behaviors, I start from a clean slate, right? Because my long-term memory was wiped out, so I had no recollection of my past. Unfortunately, and I say unfortunately, as I'm learning new behaviors and moving forward, those old memories slowly start to come back. So those memories of old behaviors and the ways to act. So that really caused me a lot of problems and a lot of turmoil because here I am learning all these new behaviors, how to treat people, how to act. But now all this old stuff is coming up on me. So I had to learn to like ignore that and put that away and say that was the wrong way to be and learn and go with these new behaviors. So that's, that was a big challenge in itself on top of relearning to do everything and learn how to act and so forth. And finding my humility is putting that past behind me that was slowly cashing up with me. Uh, do you have a specific way of putting away that past or how did you deal with that? You know what? What I learned to do is just shut it down right away and just put it behind me and just not to think about it again and let those new patterns take over. And that's worked for me. That is Joey Harper. He is writing his autobiography and has just begun a new podcast, The Diversion and Chaos Chronicles. He is chaos. His partner is diversion. Their tagline? Taking on one world problem at a time, offering solutions, and looking good at it. Joey, thank you so very much for sharing this tiny segment of your story on the journey. I'll be following you on your controversial podcast. You too can find that podcast, The Diversion and Chaos Chronicles, on YouTube, Facebook, and on Joey Harper's website, www. The Diversion and Chaos Chronicles dot com. Mm-hmm.
The Journey is available free on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Rio Sports Radio, and several of your favorite internet platforms. Download, embed, and share via any of the social media you love. Have a beautiful week, and don't you forget to check out my new book, Sven, The High Achiever's Journey. That is Sven, The High Achiever's Journey. You'll find it on Amazon.com, on Audible, on iTunes, on Nook, on iBooks. Sven, The High Achiever's Journey. You'll find it both useful and entertaining. See you next week. Sven, The High Achiever's Journey.